0: to a special bonus episode of musical osmosis because we just don't know when to fucking quit tonight our superfly bonus guest is a guy straight out of my old stomping ground pittsburgh pa and he has so much fun and just ingenious content out there he is like the yoda of youtube i cannot be more happy to have weird paul on the show today so let's get weird paul in here he's got what, over 700 songs, 50, um, you've played on 50 different albums. It is insane to me, the amount of content you have.
1: Oh, well, thank you. I, I, uh, that's what my life is about. It's creating more things. Every day I get up and think about what am I going to make today? Because uh, that's, that's, to me, that's, that's life. That's, that's the, the energy of life, is to be, be creative.
0: I mean, you are a content creating Highlander, and I want to thank you for calling in. I forgot to say thank you, and I wanted to also let you know you jumped on my radar about six months ago, and you are part of my morning routine. I gave up my exercise bike. I'm 48. I'm getting too old to fucking work out, and now (laughs) I drink coffee, and I watch Weird Paul every morning before I clock into work, but yeah, I'm actually watching your videos every morning. It kind of jumpstarts my day, and, and- I go from you to Morning Joe, so I go from you to politics, so it sharpens, like, the niceness of the world to watch your stuff before I start watching, like, the shitty politics stuff while working in the day. Interesting. <laughs> it really, like, soothes me, it calms me, it's kind of like I'm the Tasmanian devil and watching your stuff is like playing music to the Tasmanian devil. Hmm, I like it. Can I give you my prediction for Weird Paul? Okay, I'm ready. I'm sitting down. Because of the amount of content you create, and because I think you're going to create even thousands of more hours in your lifetime, here's what I think is going to happen. I think hundreds of years after this civilization is burnt to the fucking ground, climate change is taking us out, a new civilization is going to be born. Some kind of digital archive, like archaeologists, is going to dig up some weird Paul videos, see your thousands of hours of content, and think you were like the emperor Earth and two thousand years from now, they'll be building fucking statues in your honor, thinking that late, like before the end of the world, you were running things.
1: Well, I will now uh, every day when I wake up, I'll I'll, I'll think that and I'll I'll, I'll remember <laughs> what that's gonna
0: happen. <laughs> that's what I predict's gonna happen because it's all about like digital content, and nobody has more digital. I don't think. I mean, you were one of the original vloggers, right? I mean, you've been doing this for what thirty-five years close to yeah, it.
2: this makes
1: 35 this this year i think the so next month will be 35 years since i started vlogging
0: and over that time period especially being someone who was doing so many things before anybody like when you have such an incredible body of work do you look back at that and go because this is what i'm thinking when i'm watching you why the fuck am i not a household name by now or are you like so focused on the finish line you can't allow yourself to get stuck in the trap of thinking, "Why am I not there yet?"
1: Oh no, it's been very frustrating, very frustrating over many, many years. And uh, I, you know, I got to a point where I said, uh, "I'm not focused enough on how this should be presented and how the real way that I'm going to get this out there to the people who who want to see it or hear it." And you know, I started taking it a lot more seriously as, as I got older. And so now I'm able. To say, okay, well, I can see the finish line now. Now I can actually see it. So it's not as frustrating. Whereas before, I couldn't even see it. It was, it was very difficult for me uh, to just look and look at what I was doing and saying, why, I, why, isn't I, why am I not getting getting anywhere? It doesn't seem like I'm getting anywhere.
0: Well, I mean, you're uh, getting places. You're just getting there in very incremental um, paces. You're not taking yeah. like these quantum leaps to where you want to go. You are, the, you are the true definition of grinding it out.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's why I consider myself an outsider, outsider artist, outsider musician. Some people say they don't think I fit that, that uh, definition. But my definition of outsider is someone that doesn't stop, even though most people I know, if they made art for a while and nobody took notice or, or really seemed to care, they would just stop. Whereas I just keep doing it anyway. And that's my definition of outsider. Is, is somebody who just keeps you doing it. And they don't care what anyone else thinks or if anyone cares.
0: <laughs> but as somebody who's so social media savvy, and this is something that, that this is the alternate reality I was playing in my head. that I find interesting. Do you think if YouTube and Facebook and social media didn't exist that you would have like said, ah, fuck it. I'm going to become an accountant by now. Or is the social media sustaining you? Or do you think you would have always still found a way to get the content out there without this internet world?
1: I mean, I, uh, up until, uh, you know, I got on Friendster first, and then MySpace, and then everything else followed. MySpace, wow. I was, still, I was still, you know, very, very focused on, on doing all this stuff. Yeah, I don't think I would have stopped. I'm, it, it probably would have been more frustrating without social media. And certainly, social media has given me the tools that I needed to, to get this out to the world. Uh, I'm lucky. I always say I'm lucky to be living in this specific time period that I'm living in because I was able to create what I've been creating now for a very long time before it was able to get out there and be seen. Now I'm living in a time that not, of, not everyone got to live through, all the, the generations that have come before us, where you can get what you're doing seen all over the world instantly. So I'm, I'm lucky to be able to, to have all this content already made. I've been making it and making it long before the opportunity existed to get it out there. And now it's just here. And I can just keep keep uh, putting it out, putting it out, putting it out. So I, I consider myself very lucky.
0: And there's so much content. And I. so here's the thing I've been doing. I've been doing podcasting for six years. We did the music show. I did it for about six months. Got bored because I didn't have a co-host. Came back in 2015, I think. And I've been doing it consecutively for four years. There's only been a couple times I've been ashamed that I've never heard of somebody. I grew up in McKeesport, so you Mm were from my backyard in Pittsburgh, and I didn't know you existed till six months ago. How surprising is that, that that there's still people out there that I had no idea who you were until a friend posted one of your videos, and I'm always looking, I'm on YouTube all the time looking for new artists to have on the show, and I just never ran across you until a friend of mine posted one, I think it was the peanut butter recall video, one of my friends posted, that. I was like, how the fuck did I not know this dude existed? And he's from my backyard of my old stomping ground.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. Because I still, I'm pretty unknown even in my own town here in Pittsburgh. And I just won several awards in the Pittsburgh City paper. Uh, I won best hair again for the third year in a row. But I don't think that most, you know, the, the majority of the population of Pittsburgh still has no idea who I am, even though I can. Even win several awards. That
0: may be season. your greatest accomplishment—best hair three years running.
1: I—it very well be. Well, we have, we also won best punk rock band in Pittsburgh, and I now I'm saying that that's better than best hair.
0: Oh best, no, definitely I'm, best got punk, punk rock, rock band in all
1: of Pittsburgh. I mean, that's wow.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I grew up listening to Pittsburgh punk bands like Half-Life. I've got sure. punk rock encoded on my fucking DNA. I played in punk yeah. bands my whole life. And everything you do, the simplicity of it, is the ingenious of it, is punk rock. Even if it's not particularly in the punk rock vein, your your whole life is punk rock. Punk rock to me, like Thomas Paine was punk rock to me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like a lot of the founding yeah. fathers. Were punk. punk rock transcends a certain genre of music, and you are very punk rock. You, that's just who you are.
1: Thank you. And I, I now I say that, that the most punk rock thing about my band is that our instruments are falling apart as we're playing them. I mean, how can, you can't get more punk rock than
0: that. Do you have the duct tape on them? Or are they duct yep. tape together? Absolutely. That's punk rock. Hey, so here's another thing. When I was looking at your catalog, I noticed you have, at the time, I looked a few days ago, you had 983 videos. Do you have something... Yep like insane plan for Video 1000 you post?
1: No, I, I haven't had any any plans. I mean, I've kind of been taking a little break from YouTube. Uh, I haven't been doing as much on there, still uploading, but uh, I, I just put out a new album last month and I put all of my time in the last couple of months into getting that new album done and getting it out. And I hadn't put out an
0: album for almost six years. The longest Yeah, Lit, lit AF, got. right? Lit, a, lit, yep, lit, A-F? lit AF. Mm-hmm. That is an incredible album. My personal favorite is Alive in a Body Bag. I think that's the best song on Thank the Thank you.
1: It's interesting to hear. Everyone has a, has seems to have a different favorite. I, I, that's very interesting to me. But I'm glad you like that song. It's a, it's a personal song.
0: Right. I also like Hippie with an iPhone. Is that the name of it? Hippie with an iPhone. Hi, uh Hippie in the
1: Woods with an iPhone. Right.
0: Right. In the Woods with an iPhone. I love that song. Those are my two those were the two I gravitated towards. And once again, such what I call lunch pale lyrics, such straightforward like you can, you have this ability, and this is why I said the Yoda of YouTube, you can connect with everybody. And that's a very punk rock element.
1: Well, I do. Uh, I'm surprised at, at how many very young fans I have. You know, kids are three, six, eight year olds. I hear all the time from people saying, My kids love you. My kids watch your videos all the time. And, uh, you know, I'm really. I'm, I'm a little shocked and also I'm very happy about that, you know, I'm happy. But I think that what I do just appeals to any, can appeal to anybody, any, any generation. So, uh, you know, I, I, there's, uh, it's just a kind of a human connection. The, the the stuff that I create has this sort of a human connection. So that's why I think that it can transcend age, age and stuff like that, you know, it can appeal
0: to anyone. And that's something I think everybody had said in your documentary. I watched your documentary, I think two days ago, and it's really intriguing and it, it just kind of brings to mind. You've been doing this for so long. And, and whenever I, I, we just had Doug carry on who's been in descendants and a bunch of um, different Nasty, field day. And he's got such wow. an expansive catalog as well. Me and you are the same age. Things are. my past is starting to become a blur to me. When you look back at 20 or 30 years, are you equally in love with everything? Are you like, wow, I still love that? Or do you look back at some stuff you made when you were 15, 16, 18 and cringe? Uh, you know,
1: I can't say that... I, 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 The problem is, I think a lot of, with it is that I didn't have the ability to make it always sound like I wanted to make it sound. You know what I mean? We didn't have... We're using analog tape... You know, we we could only do four tracks at a time. Mixing things were hard. There was a lot of noise and hiss. You know, now I can make songs sound a lot more like what I think they should sound like. I have access to all these instrument sounds, software instruments and things. You didn't have that before. So I can listen to that stuff and say, oh, man, I just, I don't like how that sounds. It didn't sound like I wanted it to sound, you know? But I, I stand behind... Every what I've created, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say, oh, this is awful or anything. I mean, I look at it this way. I can watch a video when I'm 13 or 14, and my voice is cracking, and I'm laughing like an idiot, and everything. (laughs)
0: Bobby Brady.
1: But yeah, but I look at it this way. That I'm, I was that age. That's what that's what humans do at that age. Most people have, you know, they 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 grow up, they become an adult, you know. With, with age you require uh, acquire wisdom and you're going to act a certain way at a certain age and most people do and the thing is most people don't have I mean it's changing now now in the world everyone has a camera and their phone they can film themselves at any age right. but most people who are, who are our age you couldn't do that so most people don't, can't look back at themselves at that age they might not remember how they acted but since I can that's how I look at it. It's, it's just me being a 14 year old. That's me being a 17 year old. I'm just acting like anybody that age would have acted.
0: But you're doing it with flair and you're doing it with the camera. And I think you understood that PT Barnum element of it early on because you were a natural showman.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I was inspired by people who I thought were showmen to, to act that way, you know, the, from that I saw on television. or
0: or in movies or whatever. I so as emulating. a guy, let me, let, let me kind of jump ahead here. As a guy who's played in a lot of bands, me, myself, has done almost 500 episodes of podcasting, this is the question that haunts me at night. So I'll ask you, and maybe you can give me some perspective. Why do you okay. think it is you haven't broken through? Because when I look at your, when I look at your content, when I look at your songs, it is amazing to me that you're not further along than you are it just seems like so obvious that you should be playing like comic cons and doing the whole nine yards 24 seven
1: and not working at the
0: mall. (laughs) They're not working at Spencer's. Right. Right. I don't think that what I do is,
1: um, accepted by just anyone. And I, I, I know that for a fact. I mean, Every day, I get, I see comments. I see people share stuff, and I look at people's comments, and uh, you know, I'm always looking at everything, analyzing everything, and uh, you know, I see people talking shit on me all the time. You know, that whatever it is, my my appearance, the way I uh, act, uh, because my videos aren't in HD, whatever it is, I'm not doing what everyone else is doing, and that's the thing. I've always been ahead of my time, and I still feel like I am. Um, and even back when I was doing this in the 80s, making these videos and stuff, my friends didn't really
0: understand it for the most part. I couldn't get people to watch it. Uh, but I feel like you got a lot of love. Does. I watched that yeah, video now, from that girl. It was like, every song sucks. And you know, if you watch that, of course, she's going to try to rip shit up because her whole shtick is every song sucks. But the comment thread was like, I love Weird Paul. This is great. Even people who never heard you before, I love this. This is great. So I mean, it's not like you don't have a fan base. I mean, no, oh, no, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying I don't have a fan base. I'm
1: saying that I just don't feel like it really appeals to everyone. Or there's a lot of skepticism a lot of the time when people first encounter it. That that's what I'm saying. I think people warm up to it. Not every some people love it right away, but a lot of people have to warm up to it. They they don't get it right away, and that's so that's that's one strike against it. But I just feel like uh, in order to get somewhere. You have to get what you're doing funneled out in a specific way to a large, specific audience. And I've never really had that done. You know, I, I've had a video maybe on like some big news site, like maybe Boing Boing, or uh, I had a video on um, Otaku. You know, I have videos on, on sites, and you know, there'll be a little bit of excitement and I'll, I'll get a bunch of followers or whatever, but it's never that one specific thing where it needs to be promoted specifically to a specific bunch of people where it's going to just blow everything away. You know, it's just going to come out and everybody's going to see it. It's just going to start going viral is what they call it. You know, I've never had a real, I've never really had anything go viral with what is truly viral. I've never, you know, the, I have one video that has a hundred thousand views. That's the most I've ever gotten. And that took years to get that. You know, it's not, When you get something truly viral, you get like a million views right away. Well, let me tell you
0: the self-doubt I have. As somebody who used to have a political podcast, an entertainment podcast, a trivia podcast, and this podcast, all running at the same time while also doing a bunch of other stuff, do you think cats like us are victims of just like putting out such a broad net? like I've kind of consolidated. Now I'm just going to focus on music and see what happens if I'm not, not juggling like five chainsaws at the same time. Do you feel like because you do the unboxing type videos in the thrift store, like I'm going to go explore what I've done here and the music videos, do you feel like you're just, you're you're casting such a wide net that maybe that's why nobody can kind of, it's like grabbing an eel. Nobody can kind of grasp what you're doing. Or do you think that part of your charm is you've got your finger in so many pies?
1: Well, I am casting a wide net, and uh, but I'm doing that because that's what I believe I'm supposed to be doing, and that's what I enjoy doing. And I don't enjoy when somebody just keeps doing the same thing over and over again. To me, that's that's boring, and I like to be do what I think is interesting, even if not everyone else can really get behind that. Some people, I put up a video; they only want to watch like the thrift haul videos, and I put up some that's not a thrift haul video, and then suddenly they don't care anymore. So. That's fine, but I, I'm not making my content for that audience. I'm making my content for, people, for the people who will enjoy anything I do, the people who will enjoy it because, it's, because I did it, because they care about me. I, I'm not interested in whether they only like one type of content. Uh, that's not what I do. And I, don't, I wouldn't be happy doing that. And I see other people get very successful doing that. People just make one type of video over and over again on YouTube, and their subscribers go up, 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 and, and they get, get their videos shared all the time and everything. That's what YouTube wants, you, and I know that because YouTube specifically says that they, they reward people who keep making the same type of video over and over again. But I'm not, I don't want to be rewarded by YouTube. I'm not interested in YouTube rewarding me. I'm going to do what I want on my own terms, and when that is successful, I got there because I did it my way.
0: I feel like when you break, it's going to be an avalanche. I don't. I, I feel like when you break, it's the walls are going to crumble down, and you're going to break big. Because how can you not? You have so much out there, and this isn't like some like nut out there with a camera. You know what you're doing. You know how to make interesting video, and like I said, I just got turned on to you. And if I just got turned on to you, I have to imagine there's a thousand other guys like me out there. Uh, undoubtedly, there are. Yeah. And I'm just
1: waiting for them to all
0: find out. <laughs> so how close do you think you are? Do you feel like you're closer than ever to actually breaking through? Because that's a big component, especially of the documentary. I mean, you went out to Hollywood. It like, and that was that documentary was probably what, from like two years ago. And it's like, is this gonna be where I break through? And that's always the haunting question for guys like us. Do you feel like you're close? Can you taste it now?
1: Well, I never look at one event and say oh this is it because I've done that I've been doing that my entire life there was a documentary about me that came out in 2006 for instance and it actually played in England and in Chicago and different places and I traveled around and with played and I thought at that time I was like oh this is it but of course it wasn't and you know there's been lots of things that have happened like that I've been featured on vice or whatever and I thought this is it you know I get all excited and it's not and so now I know not when anything happens I just sit back and, and enjoy the moment and we'll see what happens. As I know it's probably not the thing, but, you know, it, everything helps, you know, and the having this new movie out, of course, helps. And, and every single thing I do helps. I know that. And I feel like it's definitely getting closer. The moment is, is closer than ever, for sure. And maybe it's right around the corner, finally.
0: I hope so, man. As You are the true underdog story. And when I watch that documentary, it is insane to me. That you haven't broken through. If anyone deserves to break through with you, but let me That's end very kind of you. No, absolutely, man. I mean, like I said, I watch every morning with my coffee, and I'm like, this is this is fucking genius. How is this guy not being beamed into the brain of every person in every living room in America? But let me get beyond that. We got to get out of here. I gotta ask you a couple just really oddball questions, just okay. for my own personal edification here. Let me ask you this first. What is your weirdest find that you found at a thrift store? Or your biggest haul at a thrift, at a thrift store?
1: Oh, boy. I mean, there's been some really weird stuff. Um, I mean, you, know, I, you know, I, it's hard to just think off the top of my head. But, I mean, I found some old boxes from products that when Bugs Bunny was... When it was like the 50th anniversary, I think, of Bugs Bunny. I can't remember the exact year it was. But I found... Like there was some empty packaging from like Bugs Bunny brand cookies and uh, Bugs Bunny Tyson TV dinner and stuff. These were like, you know, special packaging that they had put together. Are these well, the
0: ones where you had to like eat all your mashed potatoes to see Daffy Duck or whatever? I think that's what it was. Yeah. But that was just crazy that I found that. I mean, that's the last thing I ever thought I would
1: find. So that that was pretty wild. Um, but I mean, I, I would still say one of the best things I ever found was I found the Alice Cooper School's Out uh, vinyl LP. And it, it, that album came with a pair of underwear around the record, oh. the original pressing. And every time I ever saw that record in a thrift store, I'd say, look, there it is, School's Out. It's, right. it's gonna have not, not going to have the underwear in it though, right? And I opened it up and it never had it. And then one day I saw it and I said, it's not going to have the underwear in it, right? I opened up the underwears.
0: You know, I'm looking at the underwear on the record, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Now you're talking they're... my language. So, Alice Cooper, my all-time favorite, very vaudevillian, um, the it. greatest rock performer, in my opinion, in modern rock history, is because
1: Alice. Because he entertains; he doesn't just get up there and sing. And that's what I've always said: if you're going to give people a show, you're not going to, you don't just stand there. You got to, you got to give
0: them the entertainment. You know, right? And he understood it. He also had the P.T. Barnum element where he yeah. understood and he would like go out there and school's out and the balloons are flying and he's in his white tuxedo with the top hat and then he would shift over to Cold Ethel and, and dance around on a bed with skulls on it with the, the blow-up doll. And, you know, I was in a band even Steven and a lot of stuff we did, like Get Rich Quick Scheme was one of our songs. We'd throw play money in the audience. And that's straight out of fucking billion-dollar babies. And that's it's wonderful. so funny how this stuff influences you and it gets encoded on your DNA and you don't realize it till years later where right, I'm writing you a song. Think, yeah. Right, get rich, get quick scheme. And I'm throwing buckets of play money in the audience. And I'm like, fuck, I'm ripping off Alice Cooper. And you don't <laughs> notice it until you're doing it. And True. I think that's and one day people are going to be ripping off Weird Paul, not realizing it and going, fuck, I'm ripping off Weird Paul. And I think that's the legacy that you have. No matter where you are on that spectrum of what you know society calls success,
1: I love to think that I'm influencing a lot of young kids who are watching me now. That that they're going to get older and they're going to that's going to be re-influenced on. Me. I like that.
0: I think it's impossible that you're not. I yeah. mean, you have to be with as many views and as much content as you have. All right, let me end with this last weird question: weirdest fan letter or weirdest thing sent to you by a fan?
1: Oh man. <laughs> oh man ah, i don't know i remember i had a letter where somebody wrote to me asking if i would send them some of my fingernail clippings.
0: <laughs> yeah that sounds a little bit too howard hughes for me
1: so um but i've gotten i mean i've gotten tons of strange stuff in the mail i mean i've gotten lots of awesome stuff in the mail too i mean it's uh, but the thing is, I, I tend to keep everything, you know, no matter what it is. So I still I still have it all up from the 90s on up till now, all the fan mail I've gotten, I still have it. So that's something I guess I need to do is go through it all and, and find what the weirdest things are and make a video about it.
0: Weird Paul's weirdest. Yeah. All right. Um, Let me end with this. End of the day. So much content, such a legacy. If it all went away tomorrow, if you had a heart attack and dropped dead tomorrow... Are you happy where you're at?
1: Yes, I am, because for a while I was worried. You know, I, I haven't gotten far enough, but and uh, the door is, is closing on me, and I'm going back down the ladder. But now I don't feel like the door is, is closing anymore. The door is wide open. So I, I feel like no matter what, I, I've gotten far enough.
0: And I agree. I mean, like I said, I'm an old-school punk rocker. I see your stuff. I get inspired. You're inspiring my old, like, vacant... 48 year old heart so i know right. you're expiring youth out there so you know at the end of the day what else can we ask for right that's right all right um usually this is the portion of the show where i ask what you have coming up but you're so prolific i'm sure you have like 140 things coming up just everything's next week. coming up <laughs> exactly you probably wrote nine songs during this interview while i was talking to you so yes, why don't you just tell everybody that. where we can find you online, all the billions of places we can find Weird Paul on the Google machine. Yeah, that that is a lot. And I
1: mean, the easiest thing to do is just Google Weird Paul because everything's going to come up then. The links to my Instagram, my Twitter, my Facebook, my Bandcamp page, my YouTube, everything is going to come right up on the first page and you'll be able to look at whatever it is that you enjoy looking at on the internet the most. You'll, you'll enjoy it. You'll have a great time.
0: I know for a while you were trying to do off-the-wall, Paul. Do you feel like you have been constrained at all by having Weird Paul because you're competing, in a sense, with Weird Al? Do you think just that name has held you back at all?
1: I mean, I always wondered about that, and I I always have thought, oh, what what are people thinking? But so few people mention it. It's mentioned almost not at all. You know, when people leave comments on my YouTube, people who've just heard about me, you know, I don't see it.
0: So there's room for both of you, is what you're
1: saying. I think so. I think that there's room for many, many weird people in this world.
0: Well, I mean, we're from the Pittsburgh area, and I can tell you as growing up in that area, there are many, many weird people in Pittsburgh, including myself. There still are. (laughs) Uh, I get up there about once every two years and I like to carry that with me. The weirdest thing, and we got to get out of here. I'll say this last thing. The weirdest thing to me is when I run across cats that I grew up with in McKeesport and I'll Mm -hmm. talk to them and they're like, I don't tell anybody I'm from McKeesport. I lie and say I'm like from Ohio and I, I I try to forget I ever lived that life. And I'm like, why? that, That is so who we are. There's an element coming from that city, coming from a steel town in the 70s and 80s where everything was on the decline. There's a survival element in that Why would you ever discard that? I embrace it. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm from Pittsburgh. Hell yeah, I'm from a dried-up steel mill town. I don't understand the guys that run away from that. Yeah, I don't get it. I I think we're kindred spirits in that sense, Paul. All right, I want to thank you for calling in and making this bonus episode truly special. And we will definitely talk to you soon. Thanks for having me.